Hello, I'm Byron, and I'm the co-founder at a company called Grey Matter. Thank you, firstly, for listening to this. From struggling with my own mental health and having many loved ones that I have as well, I've been on a journey for the last six years and decided to put a podcast together. Um, I suppose above all else to just really be a form of therapy for myself and, and hopefully you too. With the year that we've had, I think it's more important than ever before to come together and help one another. And I hope this podcast brings a sense of community during this lonely time. If I'm honest, I felt really fucking nervous to release this. I've been been worrying quite a bit about whether it's actually going to be helpful. So if it does help you or you find it interesting, please do subscribe, you know, tell your friends, tell your nan and uh, and let me know. We have very interesting guests coming on in the up and coming episodes as well. Um, I've really enjoyed speaking to these people um, and will continue to do so. So definitely do stay tuned for that. Something I wanted to talk about in this episode was lockdown burnout. So in the UK, we have had three lockdowns to date. And if I'm honest, I felt very burnt out during this third lockdown. It sounds crazy to say out loud because as a society, we have been doing less, like we've been going out less and and yeah, and, and moving less, I suppose. But maybe that's actually why we feel burnt out. According to Bloomberg, the average working day is 48 minutes longer when you work from home. So thinking about it, we are actually more switched on to work than we've ever been before, right? We no longer have that physical divide between work and relaxing at home. For so many, their workspace is a few feet away from their bed and their weekdays and weekends blend into one. So as lockdown and restrictions ease, I'm sure this will become a lot, lot better. But I think this pandemic has been a lesson to all of us to just slow down a bit, you know, give ourselves balance to think about what actually stems and makes us happy, not just what we think will make us happy from societal pressures. It's made me realise a lot of the things that I actually enjoyed doing before lockdown. And then there's the other things that I just kind of did to fit in. This lockdown has given me a lot of time to reflect and made me reminisce about all the things I found happiness in before lockdown. I used to think my career would be the crux of my happiness, right? I thought everything else everything else in life would essentially just stem from my career. Now, when I look back, it's not just work that I enjoyed and actually I should create more balance in my life. Of course, I love working. I love meeting interesting people. I love what I do. That is a big part of my life. But when I look back on moments of happiness, some of them seem so small and insignificant. You know, those those tiny little moments. I miss belly laughing with friends. I miss having coffee with my business partners. I miss dancing in like a dirty underground club somewhere. I miss the feeling that you get after a good gym session or just like having a beer, watching the sun go down. All these things seem somewhat normal and not really that big or significant, but these are moments of true happiness and things I miss. Therefore, it makes me ask the question, what actually constructs happiness? Because in society, we're told it lies within progress, right? So like that job promotion, that business, that new house, according to social media, a big following, a nice car, traveling, you know, a six pack will make you truly happy. And maybe all of these things do make us happy. But if we're sacrificing the things I mentioned before for those things, will that make us unhappy? I remember when I was 19 years old, I came out of a pretty bad breakup. My mental health was at its worst and my physical health was as well. 
growing up i'd always been quite skinny i was called like scrawny by my friends and therefore i think that's why when this relationship ended i was determined to get into the best physical shape that i could i remember weighing nine stone and taking a picture for progress thinking i would love to weigh 12 stone so and i was i just remember thinking like when i were when i weigh 12 stone i'm gonna look so good i'm gonna be really confident and above all else i'm gonna be so fucking happy right so I started working out and along the way, it became a habit in my life. I met, you know, amazing new friends, you know, my, my career progressed. And, and five years later of enjoying the process of working out, I reached my 12 stone goal. I think this moment taught me a lot because do I feel more confident now than I did when I was 19? Yeah, I do. And am I happier overall than I was when I was 19? Yeah. But it's interesting because none of these things are directly connected to that goal of hitting 12 stone. But rather, those things are connected to the person I have become during that five year journey. The day I stepped on the scales and saw I was 12 stone, I didn't really feel that different to the moment before stepping on those scales. And when looking back at my fitness journey, I didn't cherish the moment I stepped on the scales. I cherished the friends I'd made. I cherished all the funny moments I'd had with mates. I cherished the person that I had become on that journey. If I had put all my fulfillment and happiness on the day I stepped on the scales and weighed 12 stone, I probably would have given up a long time ago and never hit that goal, as it took way fucking longer than I initially expected. But because I got so much fulfillment and happiness from the process, I stuck with it. And I actually forgot about the goal. It wasn't until I was going through old photos and saw that photo of me at 19 that I had an overwhelming sense of pride. Not because of how I aesthetically looked, but because of the person that I had become since I took that picture. Therefore, maybe we should put more emphasis on happiness and fulfillment throughout the journey rather than just the destination. For example, if you're saving for your first house, maybe you're getting disheartened because it's taking longer than you initially thought. But maybe by putting less emphasis on the house and more emphasis and pride on your day-to-day -day work, you'll not only likely do better in your job and feel more fulfilled, but you'll actually achieve that goal of buying a house as a result. This pandemic has been a big wake-up call and a reminder that life is short and unexpected. Waiting for a certain event or something to happen is a sure way to rush through life feeling unfulfilled and unhappy. This is something I've been very guilty of. But something I've found has helped during this lockdown is going for walks every day and journaling more than I ever have before. It's been a bit of a game changer, if I'm honest. Um, and something I'm definitely going to be doing more, even, even, when, even when lockdown is over. It's a moment in the day when I can think, reflect and practice gratitude for all the small things and just sort of slow down a little bit and gather my thoughts. In a world where social media is constantly warping our perception of what normal is, it's never been easier to think that happiness lies in an event or a destination. And don't get me wrong, like maybe reaching destinations does bring happiness. And I think you certainly need a goal, right? Like you do need something to aim towards. But from my experience so far, reaching a goal doesn't actually bring more happiness than the seemingly small moments of joy we experience every day. Because when we look back, all those small moments become the big moments.